Ugh, another pointless video call where nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David. Uh, oh, sorry. What did I miss? IT just approved Miro for the whole company. Miro? That's the... Online whiteboard. For team collaboration. We can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback, and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about. It's all online. Miro will make our flexible work setup so much easier. With one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing. So I don't need to wake up for 6 a.m. calls with the London office anymore. Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. This is Dream Power Radio, the place where your dreams turn into reality. Here is your host, Debbie Specter Weissman. Hello, 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 and welcome to Dream Power Radio. This is the place where we talk about dreams, both daytime and nighttime dreams, and how you can use them to make the internal shift to a life you love and rediscover the truth of who you really are. So here's an interesting situation to ponder. What if you've already determined your purpose and passion, and then after you have it, realize that it's not the dream life you envisioned. That's the dilemma that my guest, Kara Nicole Bittar, faced as she set out on her career path. Kara spent years going through law school and fulfilling her dreams of becoming a lawyer. Then, after years working at what she thought was her dream job, she came to the conclusion that this life wasn't serving her needs. What she learned as she tried to figure out what to do next led her into a new career, where she now helps others discover how to achieve their dream lives. Welcome to Dream Power Radio, Kara. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. We're happy to have you, and I want to go through your story. So take me through what happened. You were working as a lawyer, I assume making great money, doing something you thought you wanted to do. So why was it not making you happy? Yeah, so these, this is a great question. So, you know, I planned since I was in fifth grade to become an attorney, and I worked really hard to that end, and I was very focused on that. And so it was like I graduated highest honors in high school, summa cum laude in college, and then I went on to one of the top law schools here in the U.S., Duke Law, and I published while I was an undergrad. I published while I was in law school, and then I was recruited by, and I did take a job with one of the largest law firms in the Southeast. And so I was doing high-stakes corporate litigation, and in addition to that work, I was also doing a lot of work for victims of domestic violence, and I was eventually named head of that project at our firm, which was a relatively large project. And so it was like I had achieved everything that I had set out to achieve, like everything that I had worked so hard for, everything that I thought I wanted, I had it. I had like the respect of my colleagues. I felt really appreciated. I felt like I was doing this, like it 
felt like it was significant work, and it really it was. I had this charming house in the city. I had like a beautiful wardrobe. I was making a lot of money. And so on paper, my life really looked ideal. It looked perfect. And I'm looking at my life and I'm like, this is everything that I thought I wanted. I got it all. I have it all. And it was very confusing to me because I had it all, but I was deeply unhappy, like deeply unhappy. And it was just like, why am I so unhappy? I have everything I thought I wanted. I have everything that everyone told me was going to make me happy. I have everything that everyone says is so important and was going to make me happy. And here I am, deeply unhappy, and it was confusing. I didn't know why. Did you figure it was the stress of the job or the cases you were doing? So my job was high stress and it was high pressure. So as much as it was everything I worked for, it was it was a high stress, high pressure job. And so, you know, there was this like part of me that was like, the job is the problem. But there was this other part of me that was like, the job's not the problem. And so again, it was this, it wasn't a state of this great mental clarity, it was a state of like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not entirely clear what's going on. And I did so much to try to make that job work because it was like, this is what I've worked for. <laughs> this is what I've planned my whole life for. Like this needs to work out here. And like, I need to, like, I want to be happy. And I mean, it was working out from all kind of external kind of like people looking in, it was working out very well. But for me internally, it wasn't working out. And so I did all sorts of things, you know, while I was there to kind of deal with that, the pressure I was under, the stress I was under. And also, too, it was a high pressure, high stress job. But as you do it more and more and get, you know, really kind of get your get your bearings and get the respect of your colleagues and all the things, it doesn't have quite the same. Like, it's still high pressure, but it's a little bit different. And I really was at that point. I mean, it it was confusing. (laughs) Well, a lot of people are in the situation like you're in where they they have a job that they've really worked hard to get and maybe they're unhappy, but they just kind of resign themselves to be there and tough it out and, you know, look, look at the money as being the thing that it's all about and make that work for them. But that wasn't enough for you. So what made you or what gave you the courage to actually say, what, this isn't working. I need to quit this. Yeah. So I, so what you said is so accurate. It's like, I, I do believe that a lot of people do resign themselves to that. And in fact, I remember having this conversation with one of my colleagues and I was just like, are you like excited to get up in the morning? You're like, are you like really, do you really feel like inspired and like passionate about life? You know, do you feel that way about our job? Do you feel that way about what you're doing? And he was like, no, (laughs) but this is what life is. Like we have it better than most. We make a lot of money. We have a really good job. And no, I don't, I don't like love this. I don't like love my life. I can't wait until I get a break from work or whatever, but like, this is what life is. And I remember having that conversation and it sucked the life out of me. Like, no, there has to be more. There has to be something different. And so eventually, and it took me years and it was one of the hardest decisions that I ever made, but I finally did leave that job. And I left the job 
Because again, it was this like confused state of mind. Part of me was like, something has to change in my life. I don't want this to be my life. I don't want to keep feeling this way. I don't, and, and I just can't seem to accept. I'm trying to make myself accept that, like, I can't, I can't accept this is just what life is. And so, you know, there's this part of me, like, there has to be more. So it was like something has to change. Well, the biggest thing in my life was this job. I mean, this really was like the biggest thing in my life. And so there was this part of me that was like, okay, what needs to change? What needs to give is this job. And so I finally, again, it took me a long time. I finally got up the the courage to, to do it, to, to leave that job. And it wasn't like when I did it, I felt this really like, oh, I'm so empowered. I'm leaving this job and I'm going to go off and, you know, find my purpose in life. That's not how I felt. I felt very, very afraid and I felt very much like a failure. All these other people stayed here and continued on and here I am leaving. And so it's not like it felt like this great accomplishment to me. I was scared. I was nervous. It almost felt surreal when I finally got up the courage to do it when I it like the whole me actually doing it felt surreal and I did something that I I quite frankly don't know if anybody at that firm has ever done which is I left that job but I left it without a plan so if I wanted to get another job I could have and in fact the firm would have helped me get another job because they're so well connected and I had a great resume but I left without a plan I really didn't know what I was going to do next after I left. So at that point, it wasn't that you were unhappy with the firm and uh, you would have been happy with a different law firm. You just didn't want to be a lawyer anymore. I didn't, uh, quite frankly, I didn't know. I just knew I was unhappy and I knew something had to give. And I really, I really felt like if I go to another job, it'll be different faces, different places, but I'm going to feel the same. And no, I, I had no issues with my firm. It was a great firm. I worked with great people. It was a great firm. It was a great job for a lawyer, which again, made it so confusing. <laughs> How can I have all of this stuff that I thought I wanted and then still be so unhappy? So what happened next? So after I left the job, what actually transpired? I mean, it, it surprised me. So I left the job and part of me thought, you know, give me two weeks away from this job. I'll figure something out. Like, just give me two weeks away from the stress and the pressure. I'll figure something out. The other part of me was like, oh my goodness, you're never going to work again. You're never going to have anything to do in your life ever again because you don't know anything else but this. But what happened was when I left the job, I realized I was in really not a good state of health. When that stress went away, I completely crashed and I saw the state my body was actually in. And I now looking in retrospect, what had been happening was I had been operating on adrenaline most of my life. And so when that stress and that pressure went away, it showed me I wasn't operating from this place of, oh, I'm energized and I'm excited to get up in the morning. Instead, it was just, oh my goodness, what's what's gonna happen? <laughs> you know, so my body was in a really, I realized my body's really in a not good state of health. And then the other thing that I realized after I left was you would think that having done all the things I had done, like I had the resume, I had the degree, I had the things, even though I wasn't currently doing it, the fact that I had done it, you would think that would have given me some level of self-worth or value. But when that job went away, every shred of value or worth I thought I had just went right with it. And I felt horrible about myself. 
So it's like I leave my job and I find myself in this situation. My health isn't good. I realize I actually feel really, really terrible about myself. And so I made the decision. I'm going to give everything I have, every all of my resources, all of my time, all of my energy, everything to finding answers. Like, can I restore the health of my body? And can I feel differently about myself and about life? And it seems like the job was making you sick in its own way, even though you were doing what you thought you wanted to do. So how did you go from the state of, I don't know what's going on and I have to find answers to actually finding answers? Yeah. So I researched, I read, I experimented, I you know, I trained in a number of modalities and became certified in a number of them. I did all sorts of things for my health, like saunas and floats and colonics and parasite cleanses and like all the things. And I really gave these things a really solid go. Like I would research them and then I'd try them and I'd really stick with them. And so I did this for a year and a half straight. Like this was all I did. And after a year and a half, my health was worse than it was when I left my job and I felt worse about myself. So I basically had been doing all of these things and I was not getting results. I was not getting answers. And like I said, I actually went into a worse state with my health and my kind of how I felt about myself, which almost seemed impossible, but it's, I mean, it surprised me. And so really that year and a half mark was, I would say one of the darkest times in my life, because it was really the moment that I was like, oh my goodness, what I'm looking for, what I want, like it doesn't exist. Did you think at that time you might go back to being a lawyer because that was something you knew how to do? I did. I did. And I thought, you know, Life isn't, it's just like, this is what life is. It's not that great. You know, that attorney I talked to before, like he was right. And, you know, I, I didn't love what I was doing and I I wasn't super happy, but you know, I was making a lot of money and I was, you know, respected doing something like respected. And, you know, so I, yeah, I did. I thought like, I'll just go back because I could have, but there was this thing in me that was like, keep going. Well, we're going to find out where you went, but first we have a break. We are speaking with Garrett Nicole Bittar on Dream Power Radio, and we'll be right back. If you're not pleased with the trajectory of your life, the time to begin your own personal transformation is now, and your dreams can help pave the way. How? By tapping into your unvoiced confidence. What is unvoiced confidence, you say? It's acceptance of your abilities and qualities. It's a state of mind coming from liking and even loving yourself and feeling free to say or do anything you want without concern for the judgment of others. You were born confident, but may have had it chipped away little by little by the negative self-beliefs you've picked up over the years. If you're looking for the heightened energy, clarity of thought, and the feeling of being more alive that comes from self-confidence, you can rediscover it by paying attention to your dreams. Need some help doing this? Go to my website, thedreamcoach.net, and sign up for my complimentary dream discovery session. 
I can help show you how your dreams can help you return to the confident person you were always meant to be. Again, go to thedreamcoach.net. Thedreamcoach.net. Welcome back to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Specter Weissman. Yes, welcome back to Dream Power Radio. I'm your host, Debbie Specter Weissman, and we're speaking with optimization coach Carrot Nicole Bittar. Well, Kara, you were at the depths of your despair when we last left you, but you obviously came out of it because I wouldn't be speaking to you today if you hadn't. So what got you to be where you are now? Yeah, so I kept trying different things, and one day I put on a kundalini yoga class. I did not know what kundalini yoga was. I had done yoga for years, but I had not done kundalini yoga. And I put on this class, and after the class, I felt different. I felt noticeably different. And so I kept taking classes, and the more classes I took, the better I felt. The aches and pains in my body started to go away. I started to feel energized. I started to feel inspired by life. And so I went on to become trained to teach kundalini yoga not because I thought I'd teach it I just want to know like what is this thing that's having this impact on my life and as I learned more about it and was trained in it I started to understand oh this is why this is working and then what happened was it was like before it was like how bad could things get that was kind of my experience like oh my goodness how bad are things going to get but with the, with kundalini yoga and kind of now what started to happen it was like how good are things going to get because what happened was started to get this great mental clarity and i started to be able to look back on all of those things that i did and understand, okay, these didn't give me the results I wanted, and here's why. And then I started, it started to really like come to me like, okay, but what if I did this, then what would happen? And what if I did this, then what would happen? And what's the thing that's really going to make the difference here? What are the things that are really going to move the dial for me? And so I started experimenting with that. And as I did, my life started to transform. And when I say it started to transform, it was like, now when I look at my life, I almost feel like I have lived two lifetimes in this life because my life is so vastly different now. How I feel, my relationships, how I understand and know myself, how I view this experience are so dramatically different. And so I was creating all of this transformation in my life And I started to think, this is really helping me. Can it help others? And so then I started to experiment with others. What would it do if I taught them this stuff? And what would happen in their lives? And I started to see change in their lives. And so that's what has set me on this trajectory to what it is that I'm doing now, which quite frankly, has surprised me. I did, I did not see this coming. This was not my like plan when I was in fifth grade. But I probably didn't know about Kundalini Yoga when you were in fifth grade. did not know about those? Kundalini Yoga. So what is it about Kundalini Yoga that worked for you where other methods of yoga really didn't have an effect on you? Yeah, so I think other methods of yoga, they had some impact for me, but Kundalini Yoga certainly was something that was transformative. And so 
Kundalini yoga, what it does is it uses postures and poses like yoga that you I mean, Kundalini yoga is available. It kind of just matters where you're at. Like it's in, like in the West Coast, you'll see more Kundalini yoga where I'm at on the East Coast. I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> but um, what you kind of see in traditional yoga studios is it's like a posture pose kind of focused. So it does use postures and poses. They Some of them look similar to what you might see kind of generally when you think of yoga, but a number of them are quite different. But in addition to using posture and poses, it uses breath work. So there's a lot of different types of breathing, and it uses that in combination with those postures and those poses. It uses sound currents. So you're when you're in a kundalini yoga class, you're using the science of sound. You're using sound currents. You're using mantra to create a change. It uses hand positions and eye positions. So our hands are connected to different parts of the brain, and we can impact parts of the brain by what we're doing with our hands and like with our eyes for instance we have eye position like an eye position that you can use to stimulate the pituitary gland so you're working on the endocrine system and it also uses meditation and relaxation so it's using all of these things and what it's doing when it's utilizing all of them is it's really seeing us as these dynamic and complex beings and it's working all parts of us. So it's working our physical body and also too, it's honing in on and working the nervous system and the endocrine system and the circulatory system. Those were game changers for me. I had, I had never in my life been like, you need to work the endocrine and nervous system. And it absolutely was a absolute game changer for me. So it's working the physical body and it's working these critical systems of the physical body. And it's also working on the, on an emotional level. So it's helping you release and get rid of suppressed emotions and also deal with current emotions. It's working with the mind so that you can control and direct your mind and have clarity of mind and release and let go of old subconscious beliefs. And then it's also working on an energetic level. So it's also seeing the body, like the chakras and the yogic sciences, they call them nadis as opposed to meridians, but like the energy channels and, you know, the people use the word aura, like the electromagnetic field. So it's like looking at you as this dynamic being and it's addressing all parts of you and it's doing it in one practice. So I would say it offers a lot of bang for the buck, so to speak. It certainly seems like it had that transformative effect on you. But you say that, that you didn't just decide to become a Kundalini yoga teacher, but you now call yourself an optimization coach. So yes. what does that mean? What does that entail? Yeah. So I developed programs and in those programs, I really put together like the things that really work, the things that really bring about transformation, the things that really bring about change. I put them in one program and that includes Kundalini yoga. It doesn't mean the person has to just like be doing all the Kundalini yoga classes because there are practices in Kundalini yoga. You can do them three minutes a day at your desk. I mean, this is a really, this practice is really dynamic and there's a lot you can do with it. But in the program, too, I have all of this recorded information. So I really lay out in the programs what I would call the methodology for an optimized life. And really what my work is about and what these programs are about is they're about a person understanding who they are and how they function. And I know people might say, I know who I am and I know how I function. (laughs) And I would say to them, 
If you are living in states of stress, if you are living in states of overwhelm, if you are living in states of disease, if you're living in states where life feels like a grind or monotonous or hard work, where you're, if you feel unfulfilled or you feel like you just, like I have moments of joy, but they're just like here or there, they're just fleeting. I would say you actually have misunderstandings about who you are and how you function because that is not your fundamental nature. Your fundamental nature is vastly different from that. And I understand that those states in this experience, we treat those states as if they're normal. They are not normal. They have been normalized. They are not our fundamental nature. They are not who we are. We can have a vastly different experience. And so if you understand, though, who you are and how you function, which includes understanding your thoughts and understanding your mind and understanding how to control and direct the mind and understanding how to use the mind to serve you, when you really do a deep dive into you and you really understand you, what I have found is that is where the transformation takes place. That is where we really create change. And that is where we can bring about the lives that we're wanting, that we're called to. And so my programs are really about you understanding you so that you can then step into your power, so you can step into your clarity. And also so that you can step into this, like, not what people told you you could have, but you step into what is it that I really want? And you start to understand and I can have it. And now I know how I can have it and bring it about. Love to hear examples. So you, can you give me an example of one person who benefited from going through your program? Yeah, of course. So I did have somebody who, and I, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to be like identifying this individual. But... After having worked with this individual, when I look at this individual's life now compared to what it was, it's so different in terms of the, so I can't speak for this person because I'm not this person, but I can tell you what I've experienced through them, what they've told me. It's like the peace that they now have. It's like before it was like they were kind of running around. I don't understand why I feel this way. I don't understand why my life is this way when I don't want it to be this way. I don't understand why I'm doing these things that I don't want to be doing that aren't helping me. It's almost like they were being run around by something that wasn't them, but it was confusing. Why? Why am I being run around in this way? And then on top of that, they didn't have what it was they wanted. They didn't have like the relationship they wanted. They didn't have the business, like the kind of the business things going on that they wanted, where they really felt like they were expressing themselves creatively. And now that person is, it's like, oh, I see. It's like, I, I understand now. Okay, I, I understand why I felt that way I used to feel. I understand why my life seemed confusing and I didn't have the things I want. And so it's almost like there's this peace, this, this greater peace. And also I would say the word that they use and I would use too is empowerment. I feel so powerful now because now I understand how, why my life was the way it was. 
and I understand how it can be different. And I've watched this person and now they've expanded their business even so that it's expressing, it's like kind of gone in an offshoot in a way. And this to this other thing they're doing where they're really expressing their creativity and they're really in love with what they're doing. And just the way they show up in the world is so different. And so, and I really love that because I felt so confused before. It's like, wait, I have everything everybody told me I should want and here I am. And so what I really believe is like we're not meant to just live in this confusion. There is clarity available to us. Like we're not just here to be in this mass confusion. I don't understand why this person has this and this person has this and I have this. And I don't understand why I keep doing all these things. I really don't want myself to keep doing, you know, why I keep acting this way or doing whatever. It's like the, there is so much clarity available to us. But I feel like in this experience, we've been very outward focused, Like, I'm going to focus on all these outward things. I'm going to go get the degrees. I'm going to get the house and the car and the resume. And we're not focused on, do do you even understand yourself? Do we even understand who we are and how we function? Do we understand our own gifts and talents? So that's another thing with working with the people that I work with. We really dive into what are your unique gifts and talents. And I have these readings that I do that lay them out for you. It's really cool. It's like this like amazing shortcut. And so too, the people in my programs, they walk away with this like, oh, I understand my gifts and talents. I understand who I am and how I function. And it's like, then they can go forth and what they can create then is really, it's like sky's the limit because now you have this foundational knowing Well, I have so many more questions to ask you, but I just have time for this last question, which is how can people find out more about you and what you do? So the best way to reach me is through my website. It's www.caranicolebatar.com. It's just my name, K-A-R-A-N-I-C-O-L-E-B-I-T-A-R.com. And I also offer complimentary discovery calls. So If you want to learn about these programs, see if they're a good fit for you, sign up for one of those. It's a really great way to just kind of see, is this something that you want to learn more about and do? Well, Kara, thank you so much for being on Dream Power Radio today. Thank you so much for having me. We've been speaking with optimization coach Kara Nicole Bittar. I hope you've enjoyed today's program. If you have please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Until next time, this is Debbie Spector-Weissman saying, sweet dreams, everybody. You've been listening to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman. For more information on Debbie or to sign up for her newsletter, go to dreampowerradio.com. This has been Dream Power Radio.